Yes, it is another episode of What Do I Do Now? Season two. Now, before I wrapped up this season, uh, this is someone I've wanted on the podcast for a while now. This is someone I can consider family, and she's one of my mom's favorite Braxton. So this is gonna be really dope to flex, you know, for mom later. I get to talk with the incomparable, the multi-talented sister of the Braxton family values. Tawanda Braxton, how are you doing today? Hey, Sam. Hey, bro. I'm so glad that we can make this happen. You know, it's been a long time coming. It has been. And it's been a minute since I've seen you in the flesh since we was outside, you know, trying to give away a car and whatnot. Yes, that I didn't win. But that's again. I'm glad we're here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Sam. Of course. So I just want to start very, very basic because I want to make sure that this episode is really, really incredible because not only are you a beautiful songstress, I gotta put that out there. Not only do you have an incredible family that is the longest standing black family on reality television that doesn't really have too much going on in the news, they they handle their own, but you're an entrepreneur and I definitely wanna start with that because your skincare line is something that you were excited about, I wanna say like three years ago, and to see where it's taking off now and the numbers that you do. I, I want you to share with my listening audience across 13, 14 countries now. Tell them about your skincare line. They, they need to know about everything you're doing, but we're going to start there. So, yes, Sam, I am so excited about my skincare line. It's called T. Braxton Skincare. It came about because Miss Charlotte, who is the skin god, she owns Glow Skin Enhancement. And she was like, you know, Twanda, I want you to have your own skin line. And when she did my face, I have very open pores. Well, I used to have very open pores, like a navel orange. And a lot of people suffer from those large pores and she fixed it. And I was like, oh my God, my skin can look like this all the time. This is crazy because ever so often there are times that I want to go out and not wear makeup, but I wasn't able to because of that. And she was like, listen, you can, not only can I do this for you, you can do this for other people who have a lot of skin issues or problems. So she gave me my own skincare line and it's T. Braxton Skincare. And like might I add, everybody in my family uses it like for real. They might not say it, but they got that going to use it. They'd be fighting over some of the stuff, some of the stuff. Like my dad used to look like a raccoon dark circles all his life. So now he's, he doesn't have the dark circles anymore. And he was like, oh my God, you mean to tell me that I could not, I could have been living with no dark circles? And Tony and Tamar was actually like, Juan, when are you gonna give us some? We need some more. So, I mean, it works, it's amazing. I think everybody should try it, not just try it because once you do try it, you're just gonna get hooked because you're gonna always want your, your face and your skin to be flawless, not just flawless, but healthy. Absolutely, and especially with the life-changing ability that you're giving. I mean, you're really increasing confidence in that overall feeling is something that you really can't put a price on. Absolutely. And then you don't have to wear makeup all the time when you go out. I mean, for women, you don't have to wear makeup. And then for men, you don't wear makeup all the time or unless you're in the field of entertainment. However, you can just go out with no bags, no dark circles, no crow's feet, no open pores, no pimples, no blemishes. All of that can be gone. So the saying that we have in our community, the black will not crack now. Like it's just, it's just impossible. It absolutely will not crack. And it's helping it not to crack. That's what's up. So Tawan, I definitely want to talk about your own podcast and your own ventures. I mean, we're going to get to everything, but I want to make sure my sister has the platform and let people know where all she has going on. So talk about King Ladybug. Okay. King Ladybug is uh, me and my honey, Sean. And if you guys don't know anything about Sean, let me just give you a little breakdown, just a small little breakdown who he is. He's my honey. He's also a producer. He's been in the music industry all his life, in the entertainment industry all his life. 
Um, I, a lot of people don't know this, but when he was like, I want to say nine or 10 years old, he did a lot of print work. He did the commercial with Michael Jordan and Max Hedrum. He was in a Disney movie called Little Spies. So he's not new to the entertainment industry, right? And then his entire family has been known. They're notorious for their works in the music industry. Like Sean wrote some stuff for 3LW, all 3LW hits. He did the Braxes, he did Lionel Richie, he did Justin Bieber, he did Pink, he did Tyrese, he did Aaron Hall, just to name a few. <laughs> you know, and then his family lineage is like, his cousin does all the stuff for Rihanna. His name is Kook. So, I mean, it's like he's been in the industry for a long time. So with that being said, I've known him for a long time. We've always liked each other. Like I met him in 92. We liked okay. each other, um, but we never knew each other biblically, if you know what I'm saying. And then we worked together again in 95. We moved on with our lives. I got married. He got married. I got a divorce. He got a divorce. And then we reconnected. And I think that needed to happen because we wouldn't be where we are right now in a relationship if we didn't go through the things that we went through. And he was like, let's create some stuff together. Let's build together. And that's very odd to hear somebody say, let's build together. That's amazing. You know, um, so uh, everybody always looked at us as the poster children for relationships. Um, we have fun together. We're very honest together. So we decided to put together a YouTube channel just to show a different side of me and the show a different side of relationships. Like I went skiing for the first time a few years ago. I know, right? And it's showing how we're blended. We're blended family. He doesn't have any bio kids, but my kids are his children. He considers himself as pop. He showed my son how to fish. He showed my son how to, well, excuse me, our son, how to cut grass. He's teaching them responsibility of having a job. And, you know, he has his license. And, you know, um, our daughter, Brooke, is teaching her about relationships and what not to do, what to do in relationships with guys. If a guy says this, you, you know, you stay and stand clear from him. I mean, it's just refreshing. You know, our relationship is refreshing. And we show a lot of it on King Ladybug. So that's what we have. It's called King Ladybug. He's a king. I'm a ladybug. Make sure y'all subscribe, support that. Um, I've actually seen them in action on several different occasions. Some of my favorite people in the world to see live Thank in you. living color. So Thank you. my stamp of approval is definitely on that. So definitely make sure you subscribe. Yeah. Make sure It's great entertainment. It's great yes. fulfilling, wholesome content. So It's real conversations. Like even with my hair, we talk about like stuff that we don't really talk about in relationships and that, you know, he's like, I don't think you should be wearing wigs and I don't think you should have you why don't not wear your own hair and it's all those real conversations that I think some couples are afraid to talk about. Again, make sure you're subscribing because <laughs> if that's not reason enough, like it's <laughs> fellas, for the ones that ain't ain't prepared to have that conversation, just play King Ladybug in the car and see how how it works. But anyway, um to this episode, um, I really wanted to talk about the dynamics of family. And okay. your family is one of the most heralded black families in entertainment hands down Thank like there's because everyone got their own lane their own mm -hmm. bag collectively and separately it's just it's incredible mm -hmm. and i really wanted to talk with you today about how difficult how easy like and how you've maneuvered yeah. through different chains of everyone's individual lives yeah. even in front of tv how's yeah. that been so yeah wherever you want to start i'm gonna follow your lead oh that's a lot sam and i love I that um, I loved working with my sisters. The one thing that I loved about working with them is the fact that I was able to see them a lot and vacation with them a lot and spend time and it was documented. Um, the downside of it is there 
we are we call each other vampires because we can suck each other's energy sometimes mm. um so there are moments where for me i can say that hey i, I need i need some tawana time and i'm very i'm infamous in the fam family for just sneaking off <laughs> being by myself <laughs> and just leaving because you know sometimes that's what you have to do you have to force yourself to go ahead and remove yourself so that you can go ahead and maintain your valued peace um that those are the great things about it but then the out the other part of it was whenever we had conversations and it became heated or whenever we had uh arguments and it became heated we have to take it home with us because we are family we couldn't hide from it we couldn't shy away from it and we no longer could sweep it underneath the rug like we were so accustomed to because we have to relive it by watching it and not even did we relive it by watching it we relived it by other people's comments <laughs> you know and it was awkward at first we had to find the rhythm of how we were going to deal with things and there's there sometimes we we just didn't deal with them for a few days or maybe a week um but it forced us to do that um because we weren't our family we really did a horrible job at communicating with each other. We really didn't communicate with each other. Um, one thing that we would do is we would just pretend it never happened and just keep going on with life. And, mm. um, but that that wasn't working for us anymore. So we had to deal with our issues, especially during the show. So getting to a point of where you have those disagreements, you have those moments where you're just not speaking, the love never leaves. I mean, no. at the end of the day, the world can be against y'all, can say whatever they want to in the news, the headlines. But at the end of the day, there is a genuine bond that you ladies share with your parents, with each other, mm -hmm. with the kids, the whole nine that yes. I think a lot of people really aren't understanding is when it comes to reality TV. Because when the cameras go off, because eventually they do, y'all are, again, y'all are still kinfolk. Y'all are blood relatives. Yeah. So yeah. when it comes down to separating the television from the actual reality, where do you guys sit? Where does the balance of, okay, I know we got to do this because it's the professional part of it, but mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I need to pull you to the side. We really need to sit down because this happened and I right. wasn't really rocking with it like that. Well, when it became too many days or weeks, it was, listen, outside of these cameras, we got, we're still family. You know, the camera people go home to their families. They can leave the drama here. Mm -hmm. You know, the executives go home or they watch it and edit it and go home. Not us. We have to keep living it. So, it became a time. It came a time where we like outside of the cameras, outside of the executives. We need to sit down and talk about this. Like, and then we had to talk about what was our what our triggers were and how we were going to deal with it. Um, unfortunately, it happened. We had those conversations at the very end of the seasons of Braxton Family Values, but we were determined that we were still going to be family. Like, we still love each other because even though I may go a few days without talking to some individuals in my family. What never will ever, ever, ever leave is the fact that we love each other and we will go to back for each other and we will beat somebody's ass for each other. Even if we get on each other's nerves, we can get on each other's nerves. We can talk about each other, but that next person better not do it. All right. So one dynamic that I know had been touched on before on the show is kind of like when Tony got on, she was supposed to bring everyone else on. Like she mm -hmm. was going to open the door to let everyone shine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everyone in their own right has shined yes. on their own merit, got their own name. Mm -hmm. But when it came down to that, was that kind of like, well, I want to make it on my own first? Was there any, I don't think there was any resentment because I know you all want each other to win. Mm -hmm. But in your own, like, I'm Tawanda Braxton. I don't need right. to be 
you know, Tony or Tamar or right. Trina or like, crazy, you, don't, you right. just want to be you. Right. Well, it's it was challenging, especially in the beginning, because I mean, I, I'm, I ain't gonna lie. It ain't just in the beginning. It's just from, for the rest of my life. I mean, because but that's how it was growing up. You know, when you went to school, it was always, oh, that's Tony and Mikey's sister. You know, so I will always and forever be Tony Braxton's sister. So I think that I um, subconsciously I was accustomed to being called Tony Braxton's sister. But moving into my professional world of what I really wanted to do, it was always, oh, she's Tony Braxton's little sister, or let's just, you know, and I'm like, I have to make my own way. Like, I, I appreciate everything that Tony has done for all of us. I appreciate her paving the way for all of us and making the world known that there are Braxtons here in this on this earth and very talented Braxtons. Um, I wanted to do things on my own merit. And sometimes that was kind of challenging. And then another thing is that people don't really understand or recognize or realize is like, say for instance, if Tony went on the Wendy Williams show, right? And Tony went on there talking about her own things and she mentioned Braxton Family Values, that, you know, the following week or the next two weeks, I couldn't go on Wendy mm. because of my last name, because they were like, oh, we already had a Braxton. Unlike the other shows, like I'm gonna say, like the Housewives show, you know, you could have Phaedra on one week and then the next week you can have Cynthia on there because they weren't related. And I think a lot of times that was a, that was unfair for us because like, how are we able to really push forward to let the world recognize and know that, hey, here we are, we have our own stuff. We wanna do our own stuff. You know, I, we want you guys to recognize us on our own merits. And you're not allowing us to do that because we can't do the same things because of our last name. Wow. So carrying that last name that is synonymous with one sister, but now even again, it's expanded. So right. all of you ladies, like it's, it's not just, you know, right. I guess the question I'm getting ready to ask you is how do you make sure your kids who also have this legacy to live on forge their own lane and stand on their own? Like, how are we making sure that, yeah. Some things that you felt mm -hmm. in the midst aren't necessarily mm -hmm. passed down and mm -hmm. making sure like, hey, mom was on here. So then I can't go do this. Right. Well, first of all, their last name is different from mine. OK. And then their talent are different. Like Braxton wants to be a rapper. I don't rap. I look him. I'm big him, but I'm not look him. <laughs> you know, Brooke, she can draw her butt off like she's very artistic. She can draw. Mm -hmm. She can really, really draw. And when I usually tell people she can draw and they be like, oh, you're just another mom who's saying the person can draw. I'm going to send you some stuff, Sam, and it's going to blow your mind. Oh, I, I believe it. I it's know that's like, one thing we have a rapport with. You ain't never held no question with me. So I, I believe it off it's, strength of our relationship. So, you know, yeah. exactly. So I'm trying to find different platforms for her because like I said, this is that now that's a different avenue for us, you know, um, an artist. You know, so I'm trying to find little camps and I don't want to say little, but I'm trying to find camps and things of that nature for her to really rear her in the direction that she wants to go in when it comes to animation or anime. Got you. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you're taking care of that. And in your own family dynamic where you have a blended family and mm -hmm. making sure that your boo, your bae, um, mm -hmm. is fully immersed and able yes. to be pops to yes. them. What's one thing that you could share with those that may be in a dynamic that, hey, I already come with a child. They right. may have already come with a child. How do we make that work together? You, got, you have to have patience and grace 
and you have to talk about things. You can't just pretend that this, that this feeling or this experience never happened. So for instance, if let's say that Sean and, and Braxton clashed, right? Or they had an argument or their energy is off. You can't ignore it because it doesn't do anything but make it even bigger. If you ignore it, it makes it bigger and it makes it worse and it creates tension and it creates tension in your relationship. Then it creates tension in the household. And when the energy is off in the household, the household can't function properly. And I also recommend counseling. Sean and I are certified life coaches, so we help a lot of people to navigate through a lot of things. But even for us, we need an outside counselor in regards to how we're helping and raising the children. And because one thing that I will say, my kid's bio dad hasn't been a part of their lives in years. And I have never said, oh, you can absolutely not see the kids. You cannot see the kids. You know, I'm keeping the kids from you. That's not even my personality. However, what I will say is their mental health, my children's mental health is very important to me. And because that was such a traumatic time for them, and it, I can't say especially with either one of them, I can't just say especially my son or especially my daughter because they're, they both have different personalities and they, have, they both have different needs, right? So their counselor was like, listen, Tawanda, in order for him to be able to come in to have a healthy relationship with the kids, I need to talk to him. So I told him, listen, if you want to see the kids, we can schedule whatever you want to schedule with the children. You have to talk to their counselor, though, because she wants to ensure that you and I are on the same page in regards to raising the kids. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about maintaining a healthy environment for the children. And he declined. He said he doesn't want to do that. And for Braxton, Braxton was like, mom, you're not asking for too much. The council's not asking for too much because it's, it's, it's about them. You know, and my heart breaks for them because I don't think parents understand, especially the absentee parent, they don't understand what that does to a child's emotional and mental, you know, it's, it's all of that to me is abuse because they have abandonment issues now. And that's another thing that, you know, we, we have to deal with when it comes to the counselor and it's not fair. It's a, tall order when it comes to mental health especially yes. when it comes to yes. parenting because at the end of the day what i'm learning now is that our parents only did the best that they knew how but there are also parents that made decisions not even to try right. so that non-effort that comes about it does resonate in different ways and i'm very fortunate that i had two parents that i'm still very very active in you know in their own personal lives helping me whenever they can but also being able to tell me like hey i made this mistake with this and they were yeah. open enough to be like hey yeah. i wish we had done this a little better but at the end yeah. of the day is more so just the honesty that can mm -hmm. that comes as when you grow into your own adult start making your own decisions and you start understanding they did the best that they can because yeah. nobody has it figured out yeah that's true that's absolutely true um you know i always say that when you have children it doesn't come with an instruction manual it just doesn't. You just it's like, it's like a lot of it is trial and error. And then I think that every generation should do better. I just think that I also believe <laughs> that nowadays women I'm raising my hand because I was in that I was in that boat, y'all. I'm working on it. Work in progress. That women, we coddle our sons. We just do. We coddle our sons. 
and we enable them to be better men for another woman. And it's like what my mother and my father taught us. And I never really, you know, when you when you're young and your parents tell you something, you be like, whatever. But when you get older, you be like, damn, they were right, right? So my parents was like, listen, we are not raising you for yourselves. We are raising you to be better people for other people. Mm. Like I had to put in my brain, hey, I'm raising my son to be a great husband. I'm raising him to be a great partner, a great father. So I have to, like Sean said, I got to pop the titty out of his mouth and just, you know, but we, as moms, we don't want that. We, oh, you're too hard on him. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're, no, we got to be hard on our sons. We just have to be. And as a proud son of a beautiful black queen, shout out to my mama, Barbie Sermons. I get it. And I remember a conversation she had with me, I want to say it was like 17 or 18. And it didn't really resonate till I got older. She was just like, whenever it's time, I'm going to let you go. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm always going to be your son. But it took me into like actually mm -hmm. having relationships and this, that, and the other, where she understood I'm not going to be number one at some point. Yeah. And I'm going to be prepared when that time comes. Yeah. And I was like, that for me meant the world of a difference because I don't think I would have been like the overbearing mom's boy. Like, oh, I'm going to move my mom in and we're going to do this, that, and the other. But to know that she was going to give me the ability and free range to have my own life outside of her. Cause again, yeah. she raised me and my brother um, after my parents divorced and we were all he had. We, we yeah. were, it was just, just the three of us, mm -hmm. me, my brother, and my mom. And I feel at times we kept her away from having a social relationship. Life, having, it's, and, but she chose us and she let us know that. But at the same time, like right now, if my mom was to bring a gentleman over and this, that, and the other, I want her to be happy. Right. I never want to be the type like, nah, this, that, and the other, you know, you can't, don't change your last name. I'm like, look, live your best life right yeah. now. I want yeah. her to be thriving in mm -hmm. every sense of the word, like every dynamic, the whole nine. And also seeing my grandmother who remarried very, very late in life was mm. able to have the last moments of her life, the years that she still had with someone she enjoyed. Yeah. I want that for my mom. Yeah. But it took you a moment to get there, I'm sure. It did. It did. It did. It's kind of like, I'm the man. You know, I'm yeah. holding it down. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. But yeah. the same way moms can't be married to their <laughs> to their sons, sons can't be married to their moms. And yeah. that's a conversation that a lot of people probably should be having, but mm -hmm. we're going to leave that alone. We're going to put yeah, that that's down another, That's another quick. day and another yeah, conversation. We're going to table yeah. that one. But um, lastly, I definitely want to end it on a, uh, a more friendly high note because one of the favorite inside jokes that we had was when <laughs> you'd be up here and there'd be a listener like, oh, Tawanda, I want you to support this, that, and the other. And we were just like, oh, what oh, day is it? We're going to Trina's wedding. Oh, we got Trina's wedding to plan for. It was like, oh, she getting married. We got, oh, uh, so that's my, uh, we need a new running joke because now Trina is married. We, we got to figure out like, what are we going to say now? Yeah, we have to figure out another thing that we're going to say. We could say, oh, I'm planning my wedding. See, there we go. I'm we are planning your wedding. wedding. I'm planning my wedding. Yo, we're gonna get married one day. I've never. I'm the only girl in the family who never had a wedding. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We gotta, yeah. We gotta fix that. And I know. I know. Sean's gonna take care of that. You know. Oh, when, yeah. when the time comes, not not a moment soon. No, that's another thing that I wanted to uh, that we need to talk about. Maybe not today, but we really need to talk about this of how women are now proposing to men. I don't agree with that. Ooh, here's what I'm going to make you the promise right now. I'm starting season three okay. with that premise. Like, because I absolutely agree with that. And I got mm -hmm. a hot take that no one wants to hear. So 
I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it be what it be. But understand that is hey. once you kick off season three. I can't wait to have that conversation with you. I cannot wait. You should have me and Sean so we can have a guy and the girls. Perspective. I want all the smoke. Yeah, yes. tell Sean he has an open invitation. I absolutely want to have this conversation. I'm looking forward to it already. Me too, I'm, me too. I'm grateful that you took your time out to speak with me. You know I love you forever. Absolutely, and the time we spent in person, even socially distanced and this, that, and the other, and even doing this virtually now, I am grateful for. You look blessed and highly Thank favored. Thank you. You know I love you, afternoon. Sam. You're look my at brother. You. I love you. Look at you. <laughs> but I appreciate you. Again, make sure you subscribe to all platforms. Um, what's your social media handle so they can follow you directly and um, get all the information? It's I Twanda Braxton is my Instagram handle. Uh, King Ladybug is our YouTube and our Instagram. And T Braxton Skincare. Get all of your skincare needs. Self care is self love. So make sure you love on yourself. Absolutely. Again, thank you for your time. Again, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. What do I do now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, anywhere you listen to podcasts, I guarantee you find it right here. Thanks to all my wonderful listeners all over the world. We are going to continue to do great things and give you great content right here on What Do I Do Now?